Hello again, and thanks for listening today. This is Stepping Into Freedom, a podcast about standing fast in the liberty wherewith we have been made free from Alma 5840 in the Book of Mormon. Um, this was a pretty fun interview, considering, like, we totally didn't expect to meet Yehosh Bonner in the parking lot at the rec center. Um, the, so the scriptures for this one, I guess just before we get into this at all, uh, if you want to follow along when they actually we actually start um, when he's done with his introduction for himself, uh, is Romans eight sixteen through seventeen, Ether twelve twenty seven. Um, also, before we get started with the interview, uh, so just a reminder to listeners that I've been thinking about, but keep forgetting to tell people um, who are just starting to listen in season three um, due to storage restrictions on Podomatic. Um, I had to put the first. 20 or 20 something i think episodes um on my personal website which is that which perisheth not.com um you can find archived episodes there from the beginning that i don't have on podomatic um but anyways uh, a few things to expect from this episode he talks a lot about in the beginning about uh learning Actually, he'd just gotten back from Ghana, uh, where he's learning about his ancestry. That was really, really cool to hear about. Absolutely. To hear about his stories there and the connections he was able to uh, create and having that family connection is super important, um, no matter where you're from. And having that history kind of helps to fortify your direction and knowing your roots helps you know where Starting you're going point, yeah yeah and i mean like the fact that he, he well you'll see how he relates that to his scriptures i won't give it away <laughs> but uh yeah he talks a little bit about what he learned over um in africa and relating it specifically to the scripture in romans 8 um i also i don't know i also really loved when he like it was just to explain the process of going from one type of person to something totally different and the lord's like we're gonna do this a different way okay <laughs> yeah learning to roll with wherever the lord takes you yep yeah because i mean he starts out as he, he talks about becoming like starting out as the sports guy like he even says in a, a, a paraphrasing but a part in there where he's like um yeah, so we're a musical family. Oh, and this is our sports person. This is your host. It's like, <laughs> and then totally taking a different direction, you know, asking what the Lord wanted him to do with his life. So, um, and it actually uses a lot of that uh, transformation experience to relate to Ether 1227. Um, and kind of the idea that is portrayed, uh, you'll, you'll hear in the episode, uh, the idea that's portrayed uh, from some of the lyrics in The Little Drummer Boy. Um, and he also, uh, relates some of his experience to, uh, a part that you'll hear from a talk by Elder Christofferson, um, about living up to our privileges as children of God. So anything yeah. else that you want to brace people for? <laughs> just get ready for a great interview. Yeah. It's really cool. Yehosh is just, just a fun guy to talk to. Here we go. This one I have been waiting for a long time because ever since 
I think it was the 30 year commemoration of what, what did they call that? That 30 year. So 40th, uh, it's the B1 oh, celebration. 40th. Oh, okay, thank you. Yeah, 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 the B1 celebration. That was, I saw that, I saw you host Bonner on there, and I'm like, I saw, and then I saw him in the parking lot <laughs> at the rec center, and I'm like, hey, could you be on the show? So this this is going to be a really good one. Uh, do you want to just take, I don't know, five, ten minutes, whatever, introduce yourself, uh, professional, spiritual background, whatever you see fit? And... Oh, okay, well, it won't take that long to introduce me. I'm, <laughs> I'm the 11th lead singer of the Bonner family. <laughs> no, yeah, I come from a family of singers, uh, so um, it's kind of something that we grew up doing. Um, so uh, I've always loved music but um, was never good enough to really be one of the soloists. And my focus growing up had been sports and athletics. And so I played sports all growing up, basketball, football, tennis, track and field, swimming. It did it all. Um, my love was basketball, though. And did you ever spar for the Olympics or anything? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's the dream, right? Well, shoot, I, I, I wanted to get a scholarship and play oh, college man. basketball. I didn't play in the NBA, but... Well, anyway, my mom would always introduce, hey, this is our family. Yeah, we all sing, and this is our athlete. You know, and I, that was me. Um, but I just always just loved, loved music, and always felt like my family will be singing together, you know, forever, you know. Uh, but then we became adults, and we were all doing our own thing, and I'd never really got out and put my, my, myself out there as a musician. Um, but uh, I was, I, I played basketball in high school, played in college, graduated from the University of Northern Colorado, played Division One basketball. Nice. Um, and then I was coaching some community college basketball and then got an uh, offer to be the director of basketball operations at Southern Utah University, wow. which was really cool because I lived in Southern Utah when I was in eighth grade to, to, to tenth through my tenth grade year. And I was a big fan of Southern Utah University sports, especially basketball. And I always wanted to be a part of the program, but I never was offered a scholarship to play. So to have an opportunity to come back and be a part of the program um, in a role of a coach was was, was really cool. Um, <laughs> it's like that part on the cars when he turns from the racer into the coach. He's like, this is great, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, um, anyway, so I, I just love to be around the sport of basketball. It took me to be a head coach at a, at a, at a high school in uh, Spanish Fork, and I was there. Um, and my family, my parents were living in Provo, and my mom had a gospel choir. And, you know, I, I was a part of that gospel choir, so it was really neat to be singing again, you know, with my parents and with a couple siblings. And then, um, you know, as you do when you're the son of the... Uh, of the of the the person who runs the choir, you get solos. So I had some <laughs> solos, and people really responded well. And you know, it just grew my love for God and for Christ and the music and performing. And then from there, um, you know, I ran into some some people. Um, specifically, uh, James Curran uh, was also known as, is also known as James the Mormon. He was like, "Hey, man, I like your voice. Love your testimony. Let's do some music." <laughs> and so we linked I've seen up. Some of that guy's videos too, man. Yeah. I love that. Oh, he's great. He's he's re he's really great. Um, so it was funny because we met on a Sunday at a, at a fireside. He called me on a Tuesday. Said, "Hey, you want to come record the song on Wednesday? Shoot the video on Thursday. Release it on Friday." And I was just like, "Wow, is that how you do it? Like, <laughs> that's how he does it. When he sees something that needs." be done get done yeah, and so with, we did with, with colette and i it's like um let's let's practice this for like 10 hours or yeah something. make sure we have it so we're not nervous because good luck with that happening yeah yeah so anyway yeah i did it yeah and and like you said usually i, I was thinking that it would take more time like that but he was boom 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 i loved it fell in love with sharing my music and i've been trying to share my love of the gospel through music testimony i do public speaking i do some acting um just got finished um 
well, just released this last summer, is the movie called His Name is Greenflake. And it's about an African-American pioneer. Oh, I think I've seen, yeah, I think I've seen a little bit, bit of video for that one. Yeah, yep, yeah. yep. And so I got to play Greenflake in this wow. movie. Oh, I, I am the geez. premier character. Well, you have to go see it. You have to. You gotta see it. You gotta see it. Uh, the soundtrack is amazing. Produced by my brother. Uh, recorded by my brother. And then the movie was directed and screenplay written by my brother. So, again, it's who you know in the industry, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so just doing music, uh, um, uh, doing some public speaking, um, some acting. And, and then uh, on the daily, uh, I'm, a, I'm an athletic director and, and I teach uh, PE. So um, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I have three beautiful kids, one kid on the way. So oh, super excited, growing the family. My wife oh, is man. amazing. Her name is Vanessa. She's from Haiti and she's just a super strong, um, just beautiful woman. Does she sing with you guys too? She does sing Correct. with us sometimes, only at the big events, like the B1 celebration, the Prophet celebration, she came and, and sang with the family. And then I've recorded with her once or twice. We have a couple uh, music videos uh, on my <gasps> YouTube fantastic. channel. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Wow. What about your spiritual background, just for a minute? If you don't yeah, mind. so um, my parents were um, missionaries for the Baptist Church in Liberia, West Africa. Oh, wow. And that's where my eldest sister was born. Huh. So they they went there. So she is a Liberian citizen? I think she has dual citizenship because she was born wow. there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, so when they came back, uh, they felt the Spirit told them, hey, move west. They moved west. Um, they had both of my oldest sisters, my older brother, um, uh, was on his way, <laughs> and um, they hitched a ride with my uncle's friend, and, who was going to California. And anyway, they stopped in Las Vegas to get some gas, and um, the guy's like, "How far west do you want to go?" And my my mom was like, uh, "Is this west?" And he's like, "Yeah." She's like, "This is good." <laughs> and so it, I just come from a family of faith, you know. And so That's awesome. um, they, they got dropped off there. Um, we're down to their last day in the hotel that they were staying, and. Ran into some missionaries, and, the mis- and, and my, my dad headed off with them, like, hey, I was a missionary for my church, you know? And mm. they got talking and introduced them to the bishop. Um, I think he was actually the maybe first counselor at the time, um, Brother Watt Ross, and ended up being Bishop Ross. Um, and he said, uh, come stay with my family. You guys, come, come stay with us. Um, and so my parents did, and um, they took missionary lessons for about six months. My mom was like, this gospel is amazing. We believe this stuff. But... We're not about this music. This is not our culture. There is only one other black family in the congregation. We're good. And so um, members in the ward were telling missionaries, do not go teach the Bonners. Please don't go teach them because they're just going to discourage you. You know, and my mom said that they're missionaries in tears. Like, why aren't you just accepting? Why won't you be baptized? You're such good people. You're so yeah. close. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Try members, right? Yeah. Anyway, um, they were trying to move out, and the Rosses were like, no, no, save up some money first. You guys, please don't be in a rush to move out. Because they lived in a humble home, and they had a bunch of kids of, the, of their own. But that's the gospel in action right there, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And really opened the doors to people they didn't know, didn't look like them, didn't believe as they believed. Mm-hmm. But uh, when the Spirit spoke, you know, Bishop Ross and his wife listened. And so um, when Bishop Ross and his wife were out, um, my, my dad and my mom grabbed all their stuff, and they moved out. <laughs> Oh, and they told them, thank you so much. We love you guys. Um, within the week, another set of missionaries were at their door. They didn't tell anybody where they moved. But this missionary um, had just been inspired, to like, because he had been in that world before, to find the Bonner family, to teach them to baptize them. And anyway, make a long story short, my dad was like, we're not supposed to be a part of your church. That's the revelation I got. And the missionary was like, 
Alright, that's fine. Please listen to what God tells you. Can I do what God tells me and continue to meet with you guys? Built a great relationship. They went to church. Had an amazing experience. Joined the church. Um, my mom, um, like, music is a big part of our, our culture. Yeah, our yeah. Black American culture. And so on Sundays, we would go to the LDS church. And then my mom would be a member of the Baptist church choir. And then she would teach at the non-denominational church. So church was all day for us growing <laughs> up. When we lived I in think Las sometimes Vegas. Colette and I were just like, can, can, can we do that general conference? Can we have like 14 hours of it? Ah, <laughs> that's amazing. So yeah, it was kind of like that. It was just a lot of different churches um, but gospel music was a big part of our development yeah. in the gospel yeah I remember seeing at the the B1 thing uh, we had David Belt on for season 2 um, from the Tarot Choir and like I was looking at his face when they had that celebration and I'm like he is just getting into it he's loving it and I'm like the whole Tarot Choir is just like okay this is like, so I share it on Facebook afterwards. I'm like, guys, you have to watch this. The music is fantastic. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. I mean, God, he speaks to all his children in different ways and through different music yeah. that's conducive to our cultures. And so awesome. um, I love seeing how um, how much more inclusive uh, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is being with the music. Yeah, with that new hymn book coming out soon. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, hey... Um, the, the first question I wanted to ask you, um, we can get started with that now, about, like you sent, there's two, for our listeners, the two scriptures that uh, Yehosh sent me was Romans 8, 16 through 17, um, about being joint heirs with Christ, and with God, and uh, the love of God, right? And uh, the second one's Ether 12, 27, which everybody and their dog, I think it's their favorite scripture these days, <laughs> but, um, which, I mean, for a good reason, right? Um, but one of the first things your scripture in Romans reminded me of was a uh, talk by Utter Uchtdorf um, in April tw- uh, 2011. Uh, it's called Your Potential, Your Privilege, about the, one, about the man on the cruise ship. Mm. And if you know what, I want to play actually just the first part of this, um, just so we can kind of get a background of where I'm going with this for a second. There once was a man whose lifelong dream was to board a cruise ship and sail the Mediterranean Sea. He dreamed of walking the streets of Rome, Athens, and Istanbul. He saved every penny until he had enough for his passage. Since money was tight, he brought an extra suitcase filled with cans of beans, boxes of crackers, and bags of powdered lemonade, and that is what he lived on every day. He would have loved to take part in the many activities offered on the ship, working out in the gym, playing miniature golf, and swimming in the pool. He envied those who went to movies, shows, and cultural presentations, and oh, how he yearned for only a taste of the amazing food he saw on the ship. Every meal appeared to be a feast, but the man wanted to spend so very little money that he didn't participate in any of these. He was able to see the cities he had longed to visit, but for the most part of the journey, he stayed in his cabin and ate only his humble food. On the last day of the cruise, a crew member asked him which of the farewell parties he would be attending. It was then that the man learned 
that not only the farewell party, but almost everything on board the cruise ship, the food, the entertainment, all the activities had been included in the price of the ticket. Too late, the man realized that he had been living far beneath his privileges. Now, I played that because I wonder how many people out there don't fully understand you know, what it really means to live in a way that frees us to receive every privilege that you know, heirs of God, as the scripture says, joint heirs with Christ, can have in this life. So could you share with us an experience, more than one if you want, uh, that has made this idea come to life for you? Wow. Well, um, just recently I, I um, came home from Ghana, Africa. I've never been to Ghana, um, but that's where my ancestry is, uh, is, 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 in, is in Africa, in Ghana, uh, partially. And coming to know those people um, helped me more realize who I was and where my bloodline has come from and the things that they overcame from um, from being enslaved, staying, staying in those slave castles, and then making the trip across the Middle Passage and, and the ocean, and then surviving, you know, s- you know, slavery. Um, I realized it's amazing that I'm. It's a miracle that I'm even here. And then beyond that, for those who made it across the sea and were here, the way that they survived was because of their faith and the strength that they drew on from God. Because they came to find out, wait a minute, this God, he's also my father. He's not just these people's fathers. He's not these. He's my father. And that that strength that he has allotted his people throughout the scriptures. You think about Joseph, you know, who, and slavery was a part of his story. But he was strengthened by God and was able to overcome some amazing things. And so, so just, just to clarify are you talking about Joseph Smith or Joseph in Egypt? Great, thank or both. you. Joseph in Egypt. Oh, Joseph Smith. Too. Joseph, Joseph, <laughs> Joseph in Egypt was the one that was enslaved. Yeah. 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 And so, it just the scriptures tell stories about God's children and how they were empowered by the strength um, uh, because of their faith. And so, um, being an African American, being a follower of Jesus Christ. Oh my goodness, that strength hasn't changed hundreds or thousands of years later. Mm-mm. It's still here. Absolutely. God still loves me now just as much as he's ever loved, loved me. And so knowing that, knowing of, of my worth, regardless of what the world may tell me, regardless of what my neighbor may tell me, I know who I am. I know that I'm God's son and that he wants to hear from me and he wants to bless me. And he will bless me just as he's always blessed his children. And so... Um, coming to know who my brothers and sisters were over in Africa, knowing what my ancestors went through, knowing what they were able to overcome because of their faith once they were here in America, I know that that strength is still here with me today. And so I'm, I'm so grateful to know that and to be able to draw upon that. And it makes me sad to think about my brothers and sisters that don't know God, that don't know that they have access to a perfect Father in Heaven, that they have access to a Savior who loves them, that they need to get to know to make it back home. There's a similar uh, similarity that I'm, I'm already hearing in your story, even like with Colette too, like with yours, with um, your aha moment too, of when your grandma helped you realize, um, yes, God is there. He loves me. Mm. Yeah, I was quite lost with myself of 
growing up of wondering, does he listen? What's the point of prayer? Mm. But um, when I figured out that he did listen and he, even if I made a mistake, he still loved me. And that love was still there. And because um, in the home that I was raised in with my, my mom, because of how she was raised, the if you weren't perfect or follow expectations, it felt like the love was, was withdrawn. Mm. And so I was, I kind of expected God to be the same way. Wow. And I was, when I was in high school, I realized that is not the case. Yeah. And it changed I everything. I love your grandma. I wish I had met her. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you had too. I wish she hadn't passed. Changed um, everything. Huh? Yeah, changed everything. And wow. moving to Idaho was the best move we've ever, we ever made because went from my mom's side of the family who doesn't who's active on on the surface (laughs) (laughs) they go on holidays um to their whichever church they go to now i don't know they keep changing (laughs) um but to wanting to be so invested in the gospel to to go and to not just Sunday Mormon or Latter-day Saint, member of the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saint. I want it every day, all day, if I can. And mm-hmm. it's mostly because of my grandparents, my, my dad's parents, who instilled in me that this is what you do and you selflessly serve and the blessings come. Yeah. And for you, for your grandma, it was also that this is why we do it. Yeah. Like I, I'm thinking of a story, um, uh, primary presentation, right? Uh, I'm... I'm helping out with the music, and uh, during this passing the sacrament, there's this kid who's you know the, the teacher's trying to say, you know, like sit still, you know, like trying to be reverent, right? The kid's like, why do we have to just sit here? And the the no judgment towards the primary teacher. I'm sure she was just trying to you know stop stop the talking, you know, shut the kid up, right? Um, but because she's I'm, you know they're all nervous, right, up there. And, but the teacher says, because that's what we do. And I'm like, my heart, I'm like, oh, there's so much more to it than that. And it's like, like, like you learned, like you said, you learned from, you know, like your personal identity of where you came from. I, I was like, she needs to understand this. So, okay, let's, let's figure out the why. Let's figure out where she came from. Right. So I, I leaned forward and I'm like, you know, I, I whispered, I was like, it's because Jesus went through a lot so you could be happy, you know, and like, let, let's, let's put this to the gospel. Right. And so I was just like, if she under, if people understand the whole joint heirs with Christ thing, mm-hmm. their identity, what, who we are, um, the why becomes a lot easier, right? Mm-hmm. So. I love that because we have to understand what Jesus went through. We have to know who he is and why he did what he did because when we know why he did what he did, we can follow that example. Mm-hmm. We can serve with a heart full of love rather than by duty. Jesus Christ didn't do it because dad said, oh, dad wants me to do this. No. <laughs> it's because he loves his father. It's because he loves us. Hey, I want you to go suffer for the sins of the world. Do I have to? No, he didn't say that. <laughs> so it, it, that motivation of, of why is, is so important and it's to be reverenced, absolutely. Um, before I get to the next question, is there anything else you want to add about that scripture yourself? I mean, we could talk all day just on that scripture. So <laughs> if you want to keep talking, we can keep talking about that or, or, or we can move on. But I do love that scripture because it does connect us. The world wants to divide us um, because of our faith, because of our our skin color, because of our cultures. And 
Yeah, there's a lot of political stuff going on about that too. It's like, Mm -hmm. guys, do we have to politicize everything? Stop making reasons for people to be fighting with each other, please. You know, it's better to love. I, I think that's one thing I also love from my grandma growing up, especially after they came back from Africa, from their mission. Oh, they served. Where they served? Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe. Oh, that's great. (laughs) I was just talking to one of my uh, companions from Zimbabwe. There was only a few branches at the time, and now there's several stakes. Super humble. Wow. (laughs) When they were there, Grandpa baptized seventy-one. No. No, seventy-one. Wait, what? Wait, what? Your grandpa? Uh huh. I don't remember. Did you tell me this before? What a tool for the Lord. (laughs) That's amazing. And so that reminds me of uh, Dan Jones baptizing fifteen thousand in the British Isles. You know, like. I mean, that's so, not 15,000, yeah. but still, like, 70. I didn't know that. Yep, 71. So, um, and he, <sighs> afterwards, they, they tried to send, especially once the turmoil stuff started, tried to send money, tried mm-hmm. to help out, and they couldn't because it would get taken by the government before it ever reached them. Mm-hmm. And the stamps to write back, ridiculous. I think it's worse now. But um, <laughs> anyway, but they when they came back, like, they were really in instilled with that love and they instilled it in me and so then when our neighbors came back from Kenya and they brought back a family they started hosting families to come to to, to Idaho and wow. go to Rex College at the time that's awesome and there I, I just that love and um, just grew and I because of how they helped raise me let's be honest they I was there all the time. Um, <laughs> like being able to love people regardless of their their color, their gender identity, or even their religion, just loving them who, for who they are, because God loves us too, is so important. Mm-hmm. And I think that helped me a lot to to just have more friends than just people I went to church with. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, like, wait, wait, because we, we, I mean, we talked about a lot before we were married, and I'm like, like we shared a ton of, like, stuff, and I'm like, did you share this with me before? Did I just forget it? What the? <laughs> I actually had forgotten about it until, um, I think it was Elder Perry or something like that came to, to reorganize our stake, and Bishop, or no, sorry, my grandpa was a bishop, grandpa went up and talked to him, and, because he had mentioned that he had been in Zim, in Zimbabwe. And he and the areas that um, my grandpa and grandma had served, and and then he told him about the the growth, and he's like, "What?" And so I, of course, me being technology savvy, I pulled up the the stakes and wards in in that area, and he's like, "What?" <laughs> Mind blown. Mm. Um, so and wow. The, the, and then that's when he told me that he they had baptized. 71 converts Good there in 92 to 93. Oh, God is powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, man. So, okay, so for the next the other scripture, <laughs> um, like like I mentioned to you before we started the recording here, uh, I was listening to the, uh, like, particularly about that scripture, I was listening to King and Country, Little Drummer Boy, which is, it was weird because I used to think that's kind of a weird song, like, I, for some reason, my teenage brain got stuck up on the, the lyrics "pum pum pum pum," and I'm like, "That's weird lyrics. <laughs> well, this is a weird song." But then they do it. This band does it, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" Like the feeling I get from it is, I can imagine like, like I put myself in the drummer boy shoes. We're both musicians, and so mm-hmm. I'm like, I can imagine 
like I'm gonna get emotional here as, even as we listen to it, but uh, he's offering his humble self the best he can. He's like, oh, I don't have anything for you, but I can yep. play. Yes. And I'm just like, if I had the opportunity to play for this apron, I mean, I know he's always watching. Like, right? mm-hmm. he, can, he can hear what I play on the piano, but I just, there's a part towards the end of the song that maybe I'll, maybe I will, maybe I won't take on the end of this episode, but it's just kind of, it's not, not much, much lyrics, but the way the music is framed, um, you know, with the whole being humble in our weakness thing, like this kid just, he just, in his weakness, he just plays his heart out for the mm-hmm. Savior. And I can just, I put myself in that and I'm like, like, I want to just scream from the rooftops, yes, I want to do that for him, you know? Yes. You should write a song about a piano. <laughs> <laughs> a little piano boy. <laughs> but uh, anyways, I'm going to play a little bit of that here, That the part that was kind of, I was listening to as I was thinking of the scripture last night because it kind of leads into what I want to ask you next. So here we go. kid in this story comes to the savior you know humbly gives the best of himself in his meager mortal capacity and it seems to be enough to as some of the later lyrics say uh the savior to give him a smile and i think virtues like humility and meekness um are such grossly underestimated and underappreciated um so just to encourage our listeners or even ourselves to maybe work a little harder on finding freedom and strength in this virtue, um, which Ether 1227 so beautifully encourages. Uh, can you tell us why this verse has played such a significant role for you in bringing more freedom into your life? Uh, for sure. I mean, when we, when we rely on God, um, possibilities are limitless. Um, when I decided to... Because growing up, like I said, I loved basketball. I thought I was going to play in the NBA. I was like, that's going to be my mission. Like, Steve Young, <laughs> those guys, like, that's, this is my mission. Well, I didn't go to the NBA. <laughs> I barely got a scholarship, you know, to, to play. And it didn't, things didn't work out the way that I, I thought that my plan was. And so um, I'd ask God, well, what is it that you want me to do? What do you want me to do? I want to serve you. And it just, it, my whole body just filled with the spirit, like, serve a mission in my family we never ever even talked about serving lds missions that wasn't a thing we didn't we didn't do that you know oh wow okay and so i was like whoa okay um 
all right, let's do it. You know, and so I was super excited, but at the same time, I was the person in your group projects that would sit in the back, <laughs> like that when I had to oh speak, I would be sweating have and you, stuttering. Have you seen that part? In, uh, have you seen that? What's the movie with the, the dragon uh, Sisu? Um, uh, help me out here, honey. It's what was that called? It reminds me of that. Like it, so, uh, I, somebody's sorry. gonna tell me in the comments. It's it's the the movie. Uh, Raya, Raya and the Last Dragon. Yes, where she's like, I was the kid in the back of the classroom who got all the credit for doing no effort. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, man, I just when I had to get up in front of people and sing by myself or talk by myself, I was it was the worst. But I could be in a choir, I could stand in a group, but to step out and to be the voice was terrifying to me. And so, uh, you know, and I think then people, I, when people listen to this episode, they're going to be like. Really? You? Yes! <laughs> absolutely, yes! I mean, God loosened my tongue. He blessed me. I've, I've gained so many more talents because of exercising them for him and for his purposes. Because then it wasn't about me anymore. It didn't matter how, um, how incapable I was because the message that I was sharing was perfect. And so I prayed, God, Father, please like, like, like strengthen me. Help me have the words to speak thy gospel. Help me be in a position to bring your children to you. Makes me think of the hymn, uh, How From a Foundation, I'll Drink Thee, Help Thee, Cause Thee to Stand, you know? Mm, yeah. Yes! Wow! That's a great hymn, and I love that line. Um, so, yeah, essentially that's, that's where I was strengthened um, and where my ability to, to start to speak to people that I didn't know, <laughs> to stand up in front of crowds, and it served me beyond that because... That hasn't changed for me. I still want to use my gifts. As the little drummer boy, I want to use my gifts to serve God and to bring people to his son, Jesus Christ. So many people forget that that's the way. We have to know the Savior to get back. We have to know who he was, who he is, what he's doing for us. Uh, Dr. Christensen said about um, knowing about Jesus is so wonderful, except coming to know him, right? Oh, there's a difference. I, yep, and, and, yeah. I, and I, I remember him saying in, in The Mortal Christ where he says he, he was being set apart as a state president, the apostles there, and he, uh, you know, he says, um, I know you think you know him, but you don't. He goes, I give you a commission, therefore, president. You're gonna, like, I, I'm paraphrasing this, but best wording I can remember, you know, he says, you are the president for the church for your stake. So I give you a commission, president, to gain the same testimony, to come to know him, the same way the prophet does. <coughs> Thanks. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I love that you mentioned, you know, about coming to know the Savior, um, finding strength in Him, because, like, it, it, it kind of ties into my mind as well with uh, what you said about, uh, when you're like, oh, uh, you, want me to, you want me to do this? Okay, sure, you know. And several times this week, actually, in some of my Uber drives, uh, it's interesting that you said that too because it came up in conversation uh, the scene from Harry Potter where Dumbledore's like Harry I, I'm wondering if you, you, know, you, you may have wondered why I brought you here tonight he goes honestly sir after all these years I just sort of go with it <laughs> and that was me leaving Canada right I'm like okay God um, you know my Asperger's make this big pro-con list of everywhere I could possibly go after Lorraine died and I was like you know make this list okay God here you go uh I don't know what I'm doing. Where do you want me? You're from Canada? Oh, no, no. I served my mission up there. Oh, okay. And awesome. then his first wife is from up there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We, we met on my mission. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Wow. 
and yeah, she was always super sick. You can hear all of the story of that in episode 40 of season one, but uh, if you want to, it's a two-hour thing, so buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, when she passed, I, I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Heavenly Father. Wow. Like, even my bishop was like, do you know what you're doing? I'm like, no. She, we were on you know, disability budget. I, we, I, I had no assets, no nothing. I'm like, I'm starting over. I have no idea what I'm doing. Here, God, just do with me what you will. And, you know, one miracle after another, you know, put, he put Lorraine's work in their side, too, I know, because there's some things that happened that were happened way more easily than technically, legally, they should have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. And so, like, I, I can totally relate to you on the, you know, okay, God, I just want to do what you want to do. Put me where you want. And <sighs> the fact that we're sitting here with me and you and Colette in this apartment and doing this interview is like, he he's just I'm just you know what was the the southern is it a southern Baptist thing Jesus take the reins or take the wheel or however they put it right like I'm just gonna gotta go with it you know that's an LDS thing that's a Christian thing that's a you know let him take over Amen so what were you saying I I think it's a it's a what's a country Christianish song what's a song oh okay. I don't know. Shout out to Carrie Underwood yeah but as Christians that's what we know we walk by faith. And not by sight, you yeah. know. We, we walk by faith, and that's an amazing story. I mean, I, I can't. I can only imagine. I can what only that would imagine. Be <laughs> and and uh, man, yeah. but, but all things work for those who love God, right? All things Absolutely. work for the good yeah. of those who love God. Yeah. Yeah. So you, your mission was, you know, the the influence it clearly was on you. What was next for you with like how that scripture was working in your life? Oh man, well it stayed with me um, because. I thought that I was much better at basketball than I actually was, you know? and, and so I needed to get better because when I decided to serve a mission, I, I lost um, offers to play basketball, and I came home and I had very few offers, and within those teams were really good basketball players, but I needed to stand out because the programs that were really looking at me um, were, were two-year programs, and to do well enough there... Um, to get scouted to go to, to a university. And so I worked hard, and I, I relied on God to, to put me where he would have me be. I told him what I wanted. I said, Father, this is what I want. I want to play at the highest level, and I want to play professional basketball. Yeah. You know, this Straight is Straight up to do. the NBA, yep. Yes, yeah. And if this isn't your will, put me where you want me because I know that's the best place. Mm-hmm. And I believe he's led my footsteps. So right now, with, uh, like, so you, are you... Forget you. Are you living here in Provo still, or I live in Spanish Fork. Okay, okay. Yeah, he teaches at Spanish Fork here. Oh, that's where I initially did. I I taught at American Leadership Academy in Spanish Fork, Utah, and then now I am a teacher and athletic director at a private school in American Fork, um, Utah, called American Heritage School, which is a faith-based school, which is really awesome. I think I've actually seen. Yeah, I think I've driven by that one on some of my trips. Right across the street from the Tibanogos Temple. Okay, that's awesome. Awesome. Well, is there anything else you'd like to add for about either of these scriptures that is relate to relate to your personal freedom? Um, I, I just I continue to find out things that I can do uh, with God's help because before it was it was you know basketball and then it was you know always music has been a part of my life but then being a soloist and then speaking in front of people became a, a talent that I've developed because I've been using it for Him. So for for me, I, I just would say to anybody listening. If there is something that God has put on your heart to do, regardless of how good you are at it, how good you think you are, as you use it for his purposes, he's going to expound upon it. It's going to be used 
for the building of his kingdom. Um, so don't shy away from the passions that God has put on your heart, whether it be in music, athletics, academic, in your job. Find a way to use it to build his kingdom. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And he'll multiply it. Well, before we end off here, there's something we've been trying to do with every episode, um, specifically for our listeners. Um, and that's to offer them a challenge, um, something they can go and do in response to what they hear uh, on this podcast. And so you know, whether you want to use one or both scriptures either or, what would you um, offer to our listeners as a challenge to find freedom through these specific verses you've Oh, picked? great, great. You know, we talked a little bit about how, you know, Satan's plan was to kind of separate us, divide us. Um, and that scripture saying that we're all children of God. Guys, we, we have access to his great, perfect power. So let's get to know each other. Start conversations with people that don't look like you. Start conversations with people that don't believe as you believe. But do it in a spirit of love. And not because I want to convert them to make them like me, but just because, hey, I care about yeah. you. And if that happens, great. Yeah. 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 Is that Rosa? Yeah. Yeah. But my challenge is to, to reach out to others and, and to get to know them and to love them as your brother and sister. Because those relationships will enrich your lives and it will enrich the lives of the people around you. Amen. Awesome. Absolutely. Wow. I know it has for me. Definitely. Being able to to make friends with with everyone if if possible. Mm. Or at least have a have a good conversation because you can't judge a book by its cover, so see what's inside by having yeah. a good conversation. Oh man. Amen. The the number of times as an Uber driver that like I've been telling Colette these these people I meet, like it's like you hear stories from like Salt Lake International Airport, and you pick up people from all over the world. And I'm just like the stories I hear from some people. I'm like, what? Are you kidding? Like, you get to you know to know people from a different level. It's like, you, you, this the the what's what I'm looking for? The contrast of how many different like like all the different life experiences people have, and the stories I hear. Like I hear like some people be like, I bet you hear a bunch of crazy stuff as a new driver. I'm like, oh, dude. Yes, like, well, can I add one? And be like, talk away, man. This is fun getting to know people. And and uh, like, like I was telling you before we even started this, this lady I met yesterday. I'm like, oh, that, stories like that. That's what we need on the show. People who come from these crazy backgrounds, who you hear that like, some of their experience with like whatever spirituality or family problems, um, and it's like this is how, you know, this is this is what this has helped me become. This is what it has taught me. And it's like. I've never been through that. And I get, it, it, from listeners who've been listening from the beginning, from season one, you know I've seen a lot. Colette and I have both been through a lot. And so for me to say, like, oh, I never considered that. I mean, with God, there's no limit to what you can learn about people. So I love that challenge. Yeah. This is great. Awesome. Well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much having for having me. Uh, and, and when this airs, just a shout out um, to those who love Christmas. <laughs> oh, you uh, came to the my, right house for yes, that, man. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I can see all these lights and trees and reefs, man. This is amazing. And this is, this is such a, I love your home. Um, so the Bonner family, my family, we have a singing group. And we just released a Christmas album. So if you get a chance, please check out our Christmas album. We'll, a put, a link family yeah, Christmas. we'll put a link in the description for this one. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. What's, what's it called? A Bonner Family Christmas. Oh, okay. okay. I think. Sure. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Double a Bonner family Christmas with a Bonner. Fa- I think it's a Bonner family Christmas. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. awesome. Thanks. Awesome. And drummer boy's on there. 
Awesome. Oh, cool. Looking forward to it. Thanks, your host. So clearly you can see why Colette was like, yeah, this is going to be a great interview. So, um, Definitely was. Learned yeah. so much and things I didn't even know before. Didn't know he's an actor. Yeah, you mentioned the green flake thing and I'm like, oh, wait, wait a minute. You're, you're like, he kind of made like a, uh, some version of, if you will, of a Todd Hansen transformation. For those who don't know about that one, episode two, that one was cool too. Todd Hansen came from, uh, he, I wouldn't say he is, uh, I, I mean, cause you can kind of hear from Yehosh, it's like, he's, sounds like he's been, uh, more of a, I guess an outspoken, very type A person for most of his life, especially with sports. I mean, and Todd went from a very shy person to being a TV producer. But anyways, just the similar transformation, I, I, I you know, as he told his story that I noticed and I know from, oh, we're going to do sports to wait, music, public speaking, teaching, <laughs> serve a mission. Um, yeah, something he didn't even plan on doing. <laughs> A lot of things he didn't plan on doing. Yeah. He was going to do MBA. God had other plans. Yeah. He would have probably been really good. Like yes, he's absolutely. Like, just the fact that, you know, he's taking care of himself, going to the gym, all that stuff. Yeah, he probably would have been pretty good. But, you know, how many times do we see, even like like a lot of other people, they're just, oh, yeah, I was going to do this sport, and then I went on a mission, and things changed. And sometimes the Lord's plan just isn't ours. It's always better. Yeah. Yeah, it is, clearly. I mean, now he's doing just really cool things with music. And and if you do, if you know, if you, for listeners, go and check out His Name is Green Flake. We'll put a link in the description. Um, it's available at Desert Book. I don't know if it's available at Seagull Book, but I did see it at, at Desert Book. Yeah, we were there recently. Oh, hey, there it is. <laughs> Um, it's like, hey, I know that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And also the uh, Bonner's Christmas, Family Christmas album yep, we'll is out. Link. Please. And we'll put a link to that one, too. Check that out. I I'm pretty excited. I can't wait to go listen to that one. Yeah. The, like, the, back, the second he said, the Little Drummer Boy's on there, I'm like, okay, we're going to go check that out. <laughs> and I, 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 the musician in me... Sorry, Yahosh, but I think the musician is gonna and me is gonna be like, okay, which one do I like better, Yahosh's or or King and Country? <laughs> anyway, all of them. Yes, it's like the way uh, my uh, but my brother Brian's like, what's your favorite part about Christmas? And Brian's just like, yes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Hope I can say that. That'd be kind of fun. Especially with all Christmas music. It's oh yeah, great. Yeah, and honestly, all the uh, all the the Bonner family, they just make some really cool music. It's if, awesome if, that they can do that. I wish our family could do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, right now we're, for those who don't know, you may see a video soon on our Facebook. Um, Colette and I and uh, my cousin Camry are working on a fun little Christmas thing trio. So right. surprise, surprise, when it comes, <laughs> you'll think you'll like it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just, I love the fact that also um, that your host just hammered the idea of, you know, learning to love people, especially who are different from you and, you know, learning from their experiences and things. To be honest, that's one of the reasons why um, one of our interviews coming up, I'm so, so excited for because this this person I met who 
like totally different background from mine and super excited to talk to them and meeting a lot of these people that I happen to do, even as an Uber driver, it's like it hammers Yehosh's message like so well because the number of different stories I've heard from people all over the world from the airport I pick up, um, like Yehosh is right, you know, you, the more you hear stories from people and you hear about their lives and you ask what they think and how they feel and what they believe, um, you can learn some pretty freaking cool things about, Absolutely. you know, what it's like to really have Christ-like love for others. So. And don't judge a book by its cover. You never know what's inside. Yeah. It might blow your mind. Yeah. The Lord's, the Lord knows people's hearts better than we do. So, and, and along those lines, you know, for Yehosh's challenge, please give it a shot. You know, have conversations with people who don't believe like you, who don't look like you, don't, you know, act like you. Get to know them, you know, find out the why behind who they are. You might be surprised, pleasantly so. so. Anything else you want to add? It was a blessing to, to talk to Yehosh and grateful for him to be on the show. Yep. Thanks again, my friend. Hopefully uh, <laughs> we did you justice with this uh, episode here. If you liked it, please go and share it around uh, Facebook. Spotify, iTunes, give us, you know, leave a good review. If you so choose, we would appreciate that. Um, go click that follow link on paulpulsifer.podomatic.com if you're a new listener. You can get more great episodes like this. Um, you know, we're on Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio, a bunch of others that I can't remember at the moment. <laughs> and as always, remember to stand steadfastly in the freedom God gave us. Until next time, this is Paul Pulsifer. And Colette Pulsifer. Have a blessed Christmas. Merry Christmas.